Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Alright, alright, alright. Howdy, 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 and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, coming to you live from Palm Springs, California, where it is a breezy, cool 108 degrees in the shade. But as they say, you know, it's a dry heat, right? And so is a sauna, and you don't live in one. Anyway, listen, we're not complaining. All I can say is, for the few people who think that uh, the heat possibly kills the coronavirus, this is one time I'm going to hope and pray that they're right because um, it's actually very early in the year to have this kind of heat. Normally, we we save this kind of heat for much later uh, in the summer. But um, you know what? Can't complain. If we're going to be quarantined, it's it's been a blessing to be here in this beautiful city, uh, a small town with not a lot of people. We've been blessed with very few cases um, in general and certainly a low number of deaths. Of course, any death is horrific and our you know, hearts and prayers, everything goes out to the families. And to all of those who have actually recovered and are getting their strength back, we send you all the best for that as well. So I wanted to remind everyone, if you could, please follow us on social media. I'm at um, Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S, on Twitter and Instagram, and also Facebook is Jasper Cole. Um, There's a one-on-one with Jasper Cole page, and there's also jaspercole.com. You can go there, and we have a link to uh, one-on-one with Jasper Cole, and you can follow us all there. But again, since it's Thursday, I cannot waste another minute without introducing my fabulous co-host, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Hello, Jasper. Hello, planet (laughs) Eartha. A sultry good afternoon to all. And what is the temperature in Los Angeles? Um, I don't, it's very warm. I don't know the actual number, maybe around 80 degrees, but it's a lovely warm day. And to your point, if the heat can kill the virus, then so be it. I'm going to strip down naked and forget, I'm going to, you're going to find me just walking through downtown Palm Springs with, with my mask, gloves and nothing else because just that- go ahead and penetrate. Oh, I shouldn't say penetrate. Just go ahead and <laughs> absorb <laughs> Go ahead and absorb it. Well, didn't our president said that, you know, along with disinfectant, you could also uh, put, you know, just have ultraviolet light go into your system. So he might be onto something there. Who knows, right? Well, I think the bigger point here is you walking naked through Palm Springs. I think that's something we actually need to address. Oh, okay. Because, well, you know, in, if, in Manhattan back in the day, you know, they used to have the naked cowboy. He was that guy oh, with yeah. the guitar. In Times Square, right? Yes. 
yeah, so maybe you could bring that you because you know you do have cowboy um in your repertoire, and um I believe you do still have a plan of a plaid flannel shirt and a cowboy hat, so if you could get that out again and put on some chaps um with oh. a mask. Well, wasn't yeah. he a singing cowboy with a guitar? Yes. Also? Well, you sing. Shit. You are no. I sing. What song? Yes. I can. <laughs> I can sing. I can't sing on key on tune or on no any particular key. No one asks you to, darling. You That's sing right. the body electric. Okay, it's your show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have to also let me just also tell everyone listening. First of all, thank you for bothering to listen. But also, you know, since I don't have my producer uh, and I'm sort of running everything, uh, last week with our beautiful guest Tamara Braun. You guys were so amazing to call in. We had over 150 calls waiting, but it sort of crashed the the board. And because my poor pathetic technical, you know, incompetent in self was running the board, we weren't able to get to any calls. And I can't promise we'll be able to do that tonight. But I want to, I guess, go ahead and give that warning up front, just in case it all goes to shit. But um, because we're, you know, our very special guest tonight is the award-winning actor, writer, producer, Mr. Sean Kanan, and I'm assuming, I'm anticipating, <clears throat> all of his fans are going to want to call and and check in. But if you, if you do want to make that attempt, <laughs> you can call <laughs> 516-531-9534. And, uh, and you know, Ralph, we can talk with Sean, but do you realize that we have a connection to Sean going back to uh, UBN uh, Radio? Back over yes. at Sunset Gower. Yes, I saw that he had Canaan's rules. And um, so I thought, yes, yeah, so we are uh, companions once again. And he and I share the Acme Dream role, I believe. That's as well. right. That's right. You know, you know, several of our guests have done that show. So, yeah, we're all in good company. Well, you know, what you find is, and what we find too, the, it, the acting world is such a small community and it, you, you, we're all sort of six degrees of somebody one way or the other. But what's amazing about Sean's career is we'll get into is, you know, he's, he's been able to be on three different network soaps and has, I don't know if he's created all the parts or if he replaced people, we can find out, but if certainly People know him as A.J. Quartermain on General Hospital, Deacon Sharp on Young and the Restless and the Bold and Beautiful. But this new series that he's coming on to talk about, Studio City, um, I had the pleasure of binging all six episodes. And I believe you watched the episodes today as well, Ralph, right? As did I. Yes, absolutely. I have so much to say to Sean about it. I know. I was so blown away. We're going to talk about that. You know, I'm a little bit even more excited because I produce, I co-produce a series called Bronx SIU for Amazon UMC and the whole digital prime family. Um, we all support each other. And next week, the daytime Emmy nominations come out um, and we're all fingers crossed that we all get nominated. It would be so cool to be in the category Bronx SIU and studio city together and all of our actors and, uh, We've all been pre-nominated. So listen, I'm just, we're just blessed to all be in the same family of shows, you know, in the digital category. Exactly, Jasper. And to that point, there is such a plethora of media to watch 
that you guys are recognized is a real standout because just in even <clears throat> doing the, the the due diligence of okay I am now going to watch Studio City you are still bombarded with other shows and right. do you want to click on here do you want to click on there you know what is going to hold you and I am so happy to say Studio City held me. That's why I'm excited to have this guest. It's exciting to see it all, you know, in, with these new platforms. It's like, oh, great, I just watched your whole season. Well, that's impressive. Right. And there, there were just some really nice things to discover because there are so many shows on these various platforms. Like I said, what is going to grab your attention? And what is going to make you remember to put this on your Google calendar to watch every week, you know? So <clears throat> kudos to all of them. It's a very exciting time. Well, and, you know, I, uh, Bronx SIU is a, is a one-hour show, you know, and it's funny because after watching these 10-minute episodes, I said to Dennis, you know, this is the perfect for my, my attention span. <laughs> like for me, who has a little bit of ADD, you know, I thought, wow, this is – I, I would be fine if if all shows were like 15 minutes, you know, with no commercials. Well, that's because what I want to talk to Sean. A sitcom about. is what 22 minutes basically with without the commercials anyway. Right. So it's not that long, but um, but yeah, we can talk. I'm looking forward to talking to him because again, he is a true veteran and has been in the business since uh, I, I believe like teenage years. You know, mm-hmm. um, to that point, I also want to give a shout out to a this new genre that's happening right now with zoom series, it's called quarantine on YouTube. And um, it's, it's starring Alicia Minshew and Newman Thomas management clients, Jennifer Bassey and George Bamford. And I'm fortunate enough to get to also be uh, joining the cast shortly in a, in a great role. But this is another one of these things that's happening where we are shooting, you know, from home on zoom and everyone go to YouTube and you can check it out. It's called Quarantine the Series. And it's kind of following the behind the scenes of a, a similar to Studio City to a daytime show called Chino Hills um, that has been shut down due to the pandemic. So the quote actors from the show are now quarantined at home and they're communicating together via um, via Zoom, which is you know, facet the whole thing, the whole thing's fascinating, but you know, the great thing is we just, we just had to learn to roll with it and make the changes and keep it moving. Yeah. <clears throat> Isn't it funny how Jasper, before the coronavirus hit hard here in Los Angeles, we were, you know, some of us were still on the fence about, um, are commercials going to go the self-tape route, you mm-hmm. know, and one or two trickled in. It was like, oh, wow, these producers are, are starting to adhere to that. And now today, that's exclusively the way. It's just amazing how it just all turned around, you know. I think You're that's right. What- like we already we already saw it happening pre-pandemic, you know, like you said to your point. And then this kind of took – we kind of didn't know – would it ever go fully that way, you know, and now we're thinking we can't imagine how it would go back the other way. Exactly. So it's, it's really a phenomenon what we are going through on a daily basis collectively, 
you know, and um, <clears throat> I mean, think about think about like the commercial, you know, casting offices, like the one on 200 La Brea, the one, uh, you know, all of them. 35 La Brea, yeah. Allison yeah, Moore. I mean, how you know, talk about being crammed in there together. How would you ever social distance in something like that? And then we all would have our mask on, and I guess we'd have to hold our breath while we're. <laughs> Can we I go mean, in front that, of the camera? I mean, the logistics of it is so bizarre. Well, right. Either the, like Allison Horn casting, for example, you'd be you'd oh. see a line. You'd see a line outside. Oh, you know, every uh-uh. six feet, like you're going into Trader Joe's with everybody wearing their mask, and that's going to be a conundrum for male and female actors alike because nobody wants their hair messed up from some d- damn strap from a mask. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So well, you know, a- in that particular office anyway, you have that long bench that you all have to sit on. And then there's yeah. that one or two bathrooms. You know, you and I are already scarred from bathroom, public bathroom experiences. We just truth be told, Ralph Coe Jr. and I, we bonded on many things in the beginning. But um, all I can just tell you briefly, the first time I ever went to lunch with Ralph or dinner, we went to a restaurant called the French Market in West Hollywood. And I didn't know Ralph that well. Now, remember, so we go into the restaurant. You know how the host says, "Um, I'll take you to your table. So we go to the first table and we start to sit down and Ralph said something to the hostess. And so then we I'm following them now. We go to a, a second table across the room and we start to sit down and we don't sit down because now we're up again. And we moved like four times before we finally were all the way across to the other side of the restaurant. And we sat down and I'm looking at Ralph like, bitch, what is wrong with you? And Ralph's like, yeah, no, I don't sit near bathrooms. I don't sit near restrooms. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, because I'm already, I was a germaphobe, but I wasn't, I hadn't really thought about that yet. And so then I was like, from that point on, I was like, no, I don't either. Because you used to say you could, you could smell the urine cakes. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that? You were like, you were like, I I can smell the air freshener. You were like, why did we, why did we have to move? And I, because when we were first seated, there was that long hallway that takes you down to the restrooms and Uh it, wafting down the hall and it was like i cannot <laughs> smell that while we are eating hashtag yeah, urine cakes for today okay show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is hilarious oh my goodness well yeah, uh, that's and- what i loved i thought i thought you know what i love this guy already because he's not even it's like when you you know you go on that first date and you try to like not show your real self and it's like ralph's like mm, you know what i'm just gonna have to tell him i don't sit in your bathrooms Period. And well, and it's called communication, and it's the reason why we're together 11 years later, because right. you learn to deal with the people up, you know, why fake it? It's like, I wanted to have a good time with you, and not if I'm holding, you know, all I'd be thinking about <laughs> is hashtag urinal cake. Yeah, yeah not, not when you're breathing through your mouth and you have complete dry mouth and you can't... <laughs> And you're just asking for water and more water. And I'm like, this bitch oh is dehydrated. God. What is going on? <laughs> I mean, what is he? Uh, do you have a salt intake or what? Are you doing, are you doing drugs? What's happening? Oh why the dry, why the dry right? mouth? But and Ralph, you... we have to, I have to say, what are you wearing today? Because people always want to know 
you know, if you don't know, everyone follow Ralph at Ralph Cole Jr. And orange is Ralph's color. So everyone wants to always know, does Ralph have an orange mask? Is he wearing orange opera gloves? What, what's the deal? At, well, you know, actually, right this second, I do have on my Nike orange T-shirt uh, <clears throat> with uh, black and white leggings, but I do have an orange mask that it's an acrylic mask that I was able to purchase online. I haven't had any homemade masks yet because there's just such mm-hmm. a plethora of creativity <laughs> in these uh-huh. masks, but, you right. know, <clears throat> because the only place I go out is to the grocery store, mm-hmm. I really, I just really adhere to that white mask that I have or that blue hospital mask, you know, and I, but I wear a, a hat at a jaunty angle. Oh, a jaunty angle. Okay. At a jaunty. Yeah. And um, that's a, a more enhanced angle. And uh, that helps um, complement the mask that I happen to be wearing. Yeah. Well, listen, I just think everyone, I'm going to have to look up John T today because you're throwing out big words. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that is the word of the day for people, John, John T. J A U N T Y? Yes, yes. John look T. At, we are too funny. The, I am doing it too. I want to see what comes up. John T definition. <laughs> Jaunty, having or expressing a lively, cheerful, and self-confident manner. Well, there, there you was, have it. That is Ralph no, Cole Jr. Thank you. There was no mistaking that Jaunty walk. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, synonyms. Cheerful, cheery, happy, merry, jolly, joyful, <laughs> gleeful, glad. Yeah, so I'm all those things. Thank you, Planet Eartha, for recognizing that. So, yeah, hat at a jaunty angle, mask to cover your nose and mouth, and let us be the responsible ones that flatten the curve, girl. Right, and I can't be the only one out there. Now, tell me if you've done this, and I, I actually have thought this, and I'm doing it. So I ordered, it took like six weeks to get here, some really nice black masks that are sort of fashionable looking and so they finally came in because meanwhile I've been wearing like the white you know surgical mask and every few days I wash it so I was thinking about when I have to make my first trip I have to come into LA in a few weeks or something I was like oh I can wear (laughs) I can wear my new black mask so now now I'm starting to think about wearing the mask as like part of the fashion like it's going to go with what I'm wearing, you know, I'll save the new mask for when I, you know, go into LA and then the old white mask can just be everyday wear. This is the image I have just conjured up for planet Eartha. <clears throat> now we already have the visual of you walking naked through Palm Springs. Okay. <laughs> so now what we're going to have is Zorro and you are going to have your hair down with one of your sleeveless bat- black tight t-shirts um, uh-huh. showing your biceps with uh-huh. that mask and the hair, it's going to be fierce. You're going to just look like this hot Zorro. Driving and what about a car. cape? How about a cape? Get a fucking cape. God damn it. 
and have that cape on and twirl out of your car. Twirl, hashtag twirl. Um, so, you know, that is going to be a fierce look. <laughs> well, okay, oh you, you just set me up for the perfect boomerang. You know, usually Ralph does the boomerang. But speaking of twirl, so to, that just got released today. I did an interview with the wonderful Adam Rothenberg. He does the column, oh, Call great. Me. Call Me Adam, yeah. Yeah, but he also has a podcast called Bearing It All on the Broadway World podcast network and we sat down and he interviewed me and then we flipped the mic and I interviewed him for uh, that's going to air on one of our episodes but part of his show is he asked his guests to bear something or say something tell their fans something that maybe I've never shared before and so (laughs) so you will have to go listen to the interview I posted it on Facebook and Twitter and um, it's going to be an Instagram or you can just go to Broadway World Podcast and it's it's called Bearing It All and you'll see what Hollywood's bad guy has bared as his uh, his new truth that came out. Yes. Oh, it has something to do with the word twirl. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I have got to go. Wait, where is it? um, Where can we find it? It's under broadcast world. I'm sorry, Broadway World podcast. Or if you just Google, um, call me Adam Bearing it all, and it should be it should come up under that episode. Okay. But yes. But listen, guys, it's we're at that point, Ralph. It's time to bring on our very distinguished guest today. We mentioned him in the opening. He is an award-winning actor. He's a writer. He's a producer. We can't say enough great uh, things about his new series, uh, Studio City. So without further ado, please welcome Mr. Sean Kanan. Hey, Hey Sean, how are you? you? We're going to give you you real applause. (laughs) There you have it. There we go. Welcome, buddy. How are you? I'm doing really well. Yeah, you know, just uh, riding this thing out like probably most people are, you know, trying to stay safe and healthy and productive. Everything good on your end? Yes, yes. You know, um, I didn't mention I was waiting till you came on. First of all, say hi to my co-host, Ralph Cole Jr. Hey, Ralph, how are you? Sean, I am terrific. Thank you for being on our show. Um, I have a lot I want to say. Yes, thank you. I have a lot I want to say to you. I am wholly impressed with what you have done with Studio City. It is really oh, fierce. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to let everyone know that Sean and I, Sean is also a Palm Springs uh, resident. And so w- w- once this whole thing is over, we're going to officially become neighborly and, and me- meet each other. So um, I said in the opening that I kind of felt blessed to, to be out here during this time, you know, in a smaller community with, not a lot of people and, and kind of been in this sort of bubble. I don't know if you felt that way as well. Well, you know, um, my wife, Michelle, and I initially started this whole adventure in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, in the beginning, we didn't really know what was going to happen. I mean, I think, you know, people were thinking everything from the extreme of, is there going to be massive social unrest? Is there going to be such a shortage of food that it's really going to be difficult? Um, and, we decided to uh, to get out of Dodge and come down to Palm Springs, 
and you know, it's it's been, you know, I almost feel guilty because I have, I have so much compassion for people that have, you know, sick people in their families or have mm-hmm. lost people or are incredible first responders and the people on the front lines. You know, uh, Michelle and I have been really comfortable and and just riding this out together. Uh, and but it's definitely been better here in Palm Springs than I think had we stayed in Los Angeles. Yeah, and you know, Ralph Ralph is born and raised in LA and he's sort of sequestered in Windsor Hills, but I'm like you, it's like I've been in this bubble and then I'll talk to Ralph or I'll talk to friends in LA or New York or whatever and yeah. you know, I I suddenly realized, oh, well, I mean, I might complain about like, you know, three bicyclists that pass me in little Tuscany without right. a mask. And, and then I'm <laughs> right, and right. then I'm realizing there's all these hundreds of people uh on that the beaches and, and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. And then exactly. it, so it's just been two different um, experiences. But I wanted to let everyone know they, they can also follow you on social media. It's pretty much everything's at Sean Kanan and then Instagram is yeah. Sean dot and it's S-E-A-N-K-A-N-A-N, everyone. Just yeah. FYI. Yeah, you, no, it's just at Sean Cannon on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, that makes it easy. <laughs> makes it yeah, easy for people exactly. to to find you. But um, makes listen, easy, I have it to, makes it easy for me because I'm I'm no tech genius. Oh my God, you're talking to. That's what I was saying at the beginning. I I don't have my producer because I usually do this in studio, and so I've been right. sort of running. I'm running the board into the ground. And uh, oh my God, l- last week we had Tamara Braun on, and she we had all these people trying to call in and the board crashed and that was just oh she's terrific was, love Tamara. It, oh yeah yeah she's fantastic but it was just a it was just a crazy uh show but then ralph and i mentioned in the beginning that we also realized you also had a show at ubn radio at sunset gower while we were there right but our path our Kanan paths rules never, yes oh, our path never crossed wow. yeah that's, we that's were so there yeah, go it, ahead. It seems like it seems like you. It seems like you and I have kind of uh, had had you know the sliding doors concept where we just <laughs> sort of missed each other in a lot of different places. But we'll we'll remedy that as soon as this is over. We will, we will. But I remember um, actually watching because we were all, we were on camera at the time. Also, um, your shows and uh, you're a great host. I mean, first of all, oh, your career you. has just been epic. I mean, you you started very young, obviously, because you've got this credits through the roof but um i think probably a lot of people maybe first got to see you in karate kid three would you say that was one of your biggest first parts? yeah that was that was that was definitely my my big break uh that that got me you know kind of put me on the map um well you know when you when you join uh you know pre-existing uh franchise basically like yeah, you know the third installment of a successful franchise uh, that already has such a built-in fan base. It's a lot like joining, not a lot like, but it's 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 akin to joining a soap opera. Mm. You know, when I came on uh, General Hospital in 1992, you know there have been decades of of daytime fans, and that's one of the amazing things about being on a soap opera is within a couple of weeks, you know, literally millions of people know who you are. It's, it's almost a mm-hmm. little disconcerting. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And did you create uh, AJ that character? Because I, I I couldn't remember. No, I, I or I you replaced some. Sure. Yeah. There were several other actors from the time that AJ was uh, young, uh, but prior to me uh, was Gerald Hopkins, and uh, okay, I replaced yeah. Gerald and 
And then I left and, and uh, Billy Warlock replaced me. And then I came back again in uh, wow. 2015 for the 50th anniversary. Yeah, it's, it's a little crazy, uh, soap poppers. Well, so well, that's are kind of – I was just going to say, Rob, they're, they're incestuous in, in a great way in the fact that you can leave GH. And then did you go to Y&R or to Bold and Beautiful? I, no, I went, to, I went to Bold and the Beautiful, and that, that was the character that I originated, Deacon Sharp, which I played both on Bold and the Beautiful and on DeYoung and the Restless. Got um, it. It's no, like no, you're the sort of soup thing. Nazi, Sean, on, on, <laughs> of <laughs> the soap opera world. Right. You know, I mean, once you, once you achieve some success in daytime, um, it, it does certainly make it easier for you to go to another show especially if it's the same network, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they know you're going to bring an audience and, and they also know that you know how the shows work. You're able to um, handle the voluminous amount of dialogue that you have to learn in a soap opera. And, you know, I, I don't know how a lot of these young kids that are coming on the soaps now, I mean, it, it almost, you can be a really talented actor, but if you don't have the facility for learning, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 25, sometimes 30 pages of dialogue, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a short-lived tenure for you on, on the soaps. Right. No, and what I'm really glad, finally, I mean, there, there was, I never felt there was a stigma ever, but many years ago, there was always that, like, daytime versus nighttime versus film. All that shit's gone now, and what's really happened is people realize what I don't even like it when they used to say daytime is a great training ground. It's like, no, it's a great job period. Exactly. It's a great exactly. I mean, I, I don't mean yeah. to, I don't mean to contradict you, but you know, unfortunately there is still a tremendous stigma. It really is difficult a lot of times to get in on nighttime projects. They just don't want to see someone who has been on daytime extensively. And you know, that's one of the, Frustration has been one of my biggest motivating factors mm-hmm. for me doing other things. You know, I've, I've done 15, 16 films and, you know, Studio City and I've done other, you know, and it's just because I, I, I don't like being um, at the, you know, at the beck and call of someone else who has Waiting control for the of phone my to ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So you got to get out, get out there and try and create some stuff yourself. And yet, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was just going to say quickly, you know, people ask me what advice I would give a young actor. And, you know, in a lot of ways, this is the, the best time to be uh, a young actor because, you know, you can create your own content. You know, mm-hmm. you can have your own content on YouTube. Go out, shoot a, shoot a scene with a buddy in your acting class. Go out and, you know, produce something if you want to be a director on your iPhone and edit it and get it out there with a link and then promote it on social. You know, none of that was available when I started out. So Me really, either, yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's no use for not I – mean, I mean, there's no excuse for not doing something. Right. That's what we talk about all the time when I, I, I talk to young actors, too, and that's the thing. On one hand, I'm all, we talked last week to Tamara about the fact that we were always amazed that a lot of actors don't start in theater anymore, and they just come, like, right off right. into sort. But, but the flip side and the beauty of that is, you know, they have this ability, like you said, to uh, put up their own content. And I, I, we were talking earlier about the whole digital world. I, I produced a show called Bronx SIU. Um, for right. Amazon also. And we're, I, I was telling Ralph, I, I feel so blessed to be because the digital world now, the digital series between the Bay and 
us and your new show and all these other it's a family also it's it's sort of like daytime yeah. again but in a yeah in you a, know in I, a, I mean uh, yeah gregory gregory martin who uh uh was the creator of the bay uh, mm-hmm. he and i produced a film together years ago and i was actually on the bay for about two minutes and yeah it's it, it, it is incestuous indeed and i think it's great because literally you know we we are more or less on the ground floor of of a new you know mm-hmm. a, a new uh branch of the entertainment tree Absolutely. And, and you know i i think i think gone are the days when people want to you know all the family all meets uh, at eight o'clock on Thursday night on the couch to watch a show that's on once a week. You know, people want to watch what they want to watch when they want to watch it and on what device they want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And once the great provides the viewers with that absolute freedom to do that. And, and also generally speaking, the episodes are put out in bulk so you can binge watch it. Okay. Yeah, so now to, to that point, point Sean, go I want to, um, Sean, I just to that point, and I think you've just answered it. It doesn't matter to you that we, as a consumer, binge watch your show as long as we watch it and enjoy it and pass it on. Is would that well, be a fair assessment? It's, 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 it's actually better for me because you know, you know, for instance, analytics with uh, with Amazon or frankly any of the other streaming networks are concerned with you know minutes of of viewership, and if somebody is going to take the time to watch all six episodes of the first season of uh, uh, Studio City, then they're, they're committing right then and there to, you know, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 minutes of viewership. So that's great because we're trying well, to build our audience. Well, then you are welcome, Sean. Well, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Now, had you, watched it on, had you watched it on two separate devices, I would have been really appreciative. Okay, well, you know, I'll just watch the shit again on my laptop, okay? How yeah. Okay, yeah, work it out, Sean, okay? I'm, I'm, I got my phone, I got me laptop, I got my game all running player. at the same time, yeah. Yeah, all at the same Thank time, you. it's like, oh, look, there he is now. But I want, I want to talk about, here's the thing that's so impressive. Um, the fact that you created it and you're, you co-write it, you produce it, but on top of that, you're in almost every scene. I mean, I'm not I'm yeah. not one to blow to blow smoke up anyone's ass, but honestly, buddy, you guys really knocked it out of the park with this one. I mean, I oh, watched God. all Thank all you. six episodes today, and I I know I love Patrika and Carolyn, and I know their work, and I feel like everybody was elevated in this production. I mean, well, I think first of all, the fact that you that you're playing this character that's flipping the whole ageism issue, it's always usually on women, first of all, you know, right, right. And then the fact that tell us about how how this all happened for you and how you created the character. And, I, and obviously, I'm sure people say, is this loosely, you know, autobiographical? Right. Well, firstly, thank you for for all the compliments, but I, ha- I have to tell you, this was absolutely uh, a team effort. I was so fortunate to, uh, you know, assemble a great group of actors. Uh, you know, my wife is one of the writers. She's a terrific writer. Uh, our director and my producing partner, Tim Woodward Jr. Uh, really, you know, they, they, they all helped me elevate it. So this is a project that I've been working on for over a decade. I mean, I've wow. really been trying to get this made in different incarnations, I mean, before digital even existed, 
And, you know, the right series of circumstances happened. I, I had done two films with Timothy Woodward Jr. Uh, I did Gangsterland, which was a film with Jason Patrick and Jamie Lynn Sigler. And then I did uh, Beyond the Law with uh, Steven Seagal and DMX. And Tim and I were talking, and I said, what would you think about doing a digital series? And he said, that's interesting, because I, I don't work in television. I work in film. And he said, let me, let me see what you got, and if I like it, we'll do it. And, you know, I sent him over uh, the pilot at the time, and uh, he, he responded to it. And within probably eight or nine weeks, we were in production. Wow. And uh, it, was, it was incredible. And, you know, we shot all six episodes were shot in only five days. Which, oh, yeah, wow. If anyone understands production, you know, that's, that's, <coughs> it's ridiculous. And I, I think one of the reasons that, that it came out so well is that, you know, Tim brought his, uh, his cinematographer, Pablo Diaz, who does mm. all Tim's films, and it really it gave it more of a cinematic, gritty look yes, opposed totally. to sort of the, 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 the slick digital look that we see in a lot of things. And, right. you know, we, we also created a very – we wanted to create a very different sensibility for the times when we're in the soap opera on the show and then the times mm-hmm. that we're in the real world. And, you know, a lot of that, I think, was created with sound design and music. And, yeah, you know, I mean, we're really happy with how well, it's being I, received. I think, you know, back to the one reason you were able to pull off this shooting schedule is you – you were fortunate to get these amazing actors, a lot of them from daytime who, right. who can shoot fast and can get the dialogue. I mean, Tristan yeah. Rogers and the God, Sarah Joy Brown, who's brilliant yeah. in everything she does. But I mean, I have to tell you every, every, I believe as a producer myself, you know, you want every right. part to be great down to the smallest role. You know, sometimes if you're watching Absolutely. something and, that one line character, if it's not well, it kind of throws everything off. But the yeah. casting, I think Michelle probably did that as well. Um, she did. She, got, she was nominated. She's nominated for uh, an independent series award for casting, writing, and producing. My wife oh, is a, a triple threat. Congratulations. So I, was, I, was, I always joke that how did I get the job? I slept with the producer. <laughs> I love I like well Sean I want to start off by saying well you you're the white version of Tyler Perry so right. congratu- so congratulations when, when my bank account reflected that I was right, okay. say, you know <laughs> And then because we have a joke on our show about Boomerang, I'm happy to note that you and I both did a guest starring role on the Acme Hollywood Dream role. So, you know, we share that. And then about Studio City, um, yes, I know we are just full of compliments for you. One thing that it – this is to your point, which you said earlier about not waiting by the phone and wanting to make things happen. Right. You laugh at yourself in Studio City, and oh, I think, mm-hmm. and it is so comfortable watching you do that. I mean, you you have a line with uh, Brian saying, um, you know, hey, I, I learned forty pages of dialogue, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and you know, and all of that because you you totally see it from both worlds. Secondly, yeah. Michelle and you, and along with Lauren and Jason, <clears throat> the what I love about this this enclave of six episodes is that each episode is a short episode, but you pack, you mm-hmm. give each character a time yeah. to totally just shine, 
And it is so, and it doesn't make the episode seem, I mean, it's amazing. In fact, it's amazing how much pathos you get in this short amount of time. You know, that's, that's, right. that's, the, that's, the, that's the challenge of doing these short form episodes, especially when it's a new show, because you're trying to introduce the audience to characters that you want to be multidimensional characters that they're going to connect with in a very short amount of time. And then, you know, we were also very, we made a very concerted effort to introduce some, some socially relevant uh, topics. You know, we deal with uh, suicide and ageism and me too. And um, what else? Transgender. Uh, We have a tremendous transgender uh, uh, storyline. Uh, you know, our, our terrific actor, Scott Turner Schofield. Uh, he, was, been, uh, he was amazing. He's, he's phenomenal. Um, pre-nominated for, uh, for an Emmy and, and nominated for an independent series award. So, you know, everybody came and brought their, their A game, and it just all sort of fell, you know, it, it fell in place. My hope is that we can, we can expand uh, the format for the second yes. season and, and mm-hmm. go to – you know, more of a, a 22 minute, 30 minute uh, mm-hmm. uh, format, uh, because I, I really think there's a lot of story here to tell. Oh, absolutely. I do too. I mean, I was, I, what I, to Ralph's point too, is like I said to Dennis afterwards, I said, got it. I didn't realize how my attention span must be really bad because I felt like I was watching right. 30 minutes in the best way. Like, you know, it was just oh. perfect in terms of length, but I have to say you all have your moments. One of my favorite lines is when your character, when Sam keeps saying, I was the runner up for soap <laughs> opera's <laughs> favorite or whatever. I mean, it's like every time I yeah. laugh out loud. Cause he, that's the one thing he keeps. It's like, you weren't the winner. You're the fucking runner up. But, no, no, he's, um, he's, he's, but two years but two years in a row. Two, two years, years, in, yeah, a row. Two years <laughs> in a row. And that's why and that's why it's the second most watched soap opera. The second you know. most watched show. That's the first. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I think well that's the, the I thing. Think, yeah. I I think that, you know, when you work in daytime, especially when you're a guy, it's almost like you unwittingly become a part of, of a, an unspoken fraternity. And and mm-hmm. you know, every every guy that you'll talk to uh that's that worked on a soap opera sort of understands the slings and arrows that you endure from, you know, other people in the business and, and even fans. And, and while the fans are supportive, you know, sometimes you get people who come up to you and you go, I don't watch you. I mean, just incredible stuff that people will say. And so I wanted to bring a lot of that sort of, you know, self, um, Deprecating, self-mockery for, sure. for, for lack yeah. of a Yeah. No, no I, I mean, the I thing is, you, I think it's you, important. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say. I, I was just going to say. You know, I think it, as as in life, I think it's real important that you laugh at yourself. And, oh God, and yeah. you know, any any of my any of my friends will tell you that I I, I am self deprecating because otherwise they'd probably find me intolerable. So <laughs> uh, I wanted you know, I wanted I wanted Sam to be a lot like that. You know, Sam really is very 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 close to who I am as a person. I mean, there's some uh-huh. things he deals with on the show that. I haven't dealt with spot on, but, but, you know, through satellite experience I have, and I just figured, you know, look, this is my baby. And if it's going to sink or it's going to sail, I'm going to be the truest version of who I am in this role and, and really kind of let people in. And, and my hope is that I can continue to sort of peel back some layers as the show continues and, 
you know, shows some vulnerability and truth that people are going to relate to and say, yeah, this guy's on a soap opera and he's a soap star and that's a really atypical job, but he also goes through a lot of the same shit that I go through working at Starbucks. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that's why that scene is so poignant when Scott is talking and you're standing in the background in the doorway the whole time. Because, you know, that Sam character maybe necessarily wouldn't do that. He might be a little more impatient to do that. You know, when Scott says, do you want, let's go have some lunch, and then you're at the meeting, you know. and You know, so – it's a it's a good observation. It's subtle things, but you know how nice. You know, I, I I think that you know the, the character of Sam is a guy that's living lived his whole life in kind of B minus fame, and so he's kind of lived in in this bubble. And mm. I, you know, I think sometimes he's not overly self aware, but I don't think that takes away from the fact that he's a good guy. He needs to get out of his own way. You know, he's not an asshole. I mean, he sometimes does stuff that might seem a little douchey, but he's not doing it out of malice. He's doing it because he's, he's a guy that's on a journey that, to becoming self-aware. I, I have kind of a, a very specific destination that I see Sam arriving at uh, at the end of the series. Hopefully that'll be a very, very long time. Right. But by the time he, he arrives there, he's a very different guy. And what's important to him is very different. And he's become a, a, a much more actualized um, kind of in-tune cat. Well, this well, must have been so freeing as an actor, right? Because it sounds like you oh, can yeah. hear the passion in your, your voice. And not to say that you're yeah. not, not committed when you're on the soaps and stuff, but I can tell, right. like, you're just getting to fly and soar, you know, in this. Yeah, because well, you're, the great thing is, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of a scene, and I'm there with Carolyn, and, you know, if something's <laughs> not – if it's not working in the rehearsal, I mean, you know, she's good enough that if I throw her another line, she changes it on the fly, and I can change mm-hmm. my dialogue. And so, you know, really, uh, a, a lot of the writing that I was involved with manifested while we were actually shooting and just mm-hmm. having that freedom that you don't you don't have when you're working for someone else to, to change the lines and again sink or swim i mean you know i might come up with a line that i think is really great and if, if it works that's great and if it doesn't that's on me but at least i have the ability to do that well right. that's so great you know what's funny sean because last week Tamara was telling us how a martinez would used to say bullshit 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 during a scene so he, <laughs> we all they say have, that it's bullshit bullshit my line so you could get yeah. another take yeah, and so when you did it, I laughed at that, you know, and with, and because I know Carolyn and we love each other so much. Just oh, watching great. Her, listen, um, Sam, could you just say what's written, please? Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> that, was probably, that was probably Carolyn saying yes. that as the character, like, Sean, can you just shut up and say the line that I learned <laughs> so I don't have to come up with a fly? But she's so damn good. You know, I... I wrote that part for Carolyn as, as oh I wrote the God. part for Tristan, as I wrote the part for Sarah Joy Brown, and I wrote the part for you know, Scott and also uh, uh, for Patrika. I mean, there was no Patrika. one else that there, there was no one else that, you know, we considered. I mean, it was like, that, well, he, well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing I love is everybody has their moments in this. Like, I mean, of course, Scott has yeah. that amazing monologue, the, the therapy scene that, 
I was in tears watching. And I have to be honest with you because I, I, I forgot, like I did know of him and then I forgot. So I, I, yeah. I'm Googling him as I'm watching it. So I'm thinking, is this a real trans? You know what I mean? I was trying to get, yeah. and then once yeah. I looked him up, I was like, oh shit, I know who he is. And then Patrika's yeah. revelation monologue at the end of the episodes. Um, yeah. I mean, most people know Patrika from doing so much comedy, comedy. and, and right. even in her soap work, you know, she's always sort of the comic relief. Well, she really brings right. it in that, that last, uh, yeah. that scene with you. I mean, that was really, yeah, God, that was it's, powerful. It's, it's heartbreaking. I mean, all I had to do was shut up and listen. You know what I mean? Right. I right. Which I sometimes is the hardest thing to do for some actors, you know, because yeah. they don't want to just listen. Yeah. And then Tristan has his, Great moment. Um, I don't. I'm not giving anything away, but you know, Tristan's character has a great storyline, and then Sarah Joy. I mean, the girl, the the young girl playing your daughter. I mean, you found yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> Okay, spoiler alert. But um, you know, I'll tell you something interesting though. Uh, uh, Juliet Vega, who uh, plays that role, is my actual stepdaughter. Oh, <gasps> oh, yeah. That's Michelle's she's, daughter, she's, or she's Michelle's daughter, and uh, oh, you know, Julie, my... Julie has been she's been working at her acting career, and you know, I said to her, "Listen, I love you, but you know, this is my baby, and I will not put you in this if you aren't able to do the job. I just I can't do it." And to Julie's credit, she worked oh, really my hard. Goodness. And, she know, was phenomenal. I brought her to the studio, and uh, I brought her to the studio, and uh, she sat down, and she. She read for Tim Woodward Jr. and uh, you know she killed it. And you know there's things she doesn't really know yet as a young actress, like you know can't camera work stuff like that that comes with experience. Mm -hmm. But sure. she has that raw emotionalism. And I was like, you got the job. And she not she oh wow another part. Of that. Yeah, I mean it's wow. a it's yeah. a huge it's a huge part. And she reminds me of a a young Michelle Rodriguez. Um, the actress. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, but no, that's fantastic. I mean, listen, I, I as I always say, nepotism is great, especially when it, it when it's when it's when earned it and it, when, when it works. When it's earned, yeah, yeah. Well, when you know, it, Sean, yeah. you know what I thought was interesting, and tell me if I missed something. I love the scene where you come into the bar, and your father, your the father Tristan and Sarah have had an interaction, so we know that they are father and daughter. And then when right. you walk into the bar, you pass right by him. But he looks at you, and then does a and then he looks at you to he yeah. turns his right, then he turns to his left as you're walking over to Juliet. And yeah. it wasn't until after you exited when Lori comes over to her and says, "My brother can be like that." And I said, "Oh shit, yeah. your brother and sister." Yeah. Oh, that means yeah. he was the father but they didn't even acknowledge didn't, each other you know and i thought okay so yeah. i picked that up correctly all that you and know, then, you know, and then I, yeah but you know tristan's a dear friend of mine and uh uh he just he wasn't robert scorpio do you know what i mean he right. played a really different character and he's getting tremendous recognition for it i mean he, he also was uh pre-nominated for the uh emmys we i guess we find out in a week or so who, who actually yes. gets nominated he was uh, nominated for an independent series award because, you know, he's been he's he's basically played one character or two characters, a character on Young and the Restless for a really long time, and people know those characters and he's great in the in them. But it's you know that's what he plays, 
and I think people saw a vulnerability in him mm-hmm. that yes. it, it was it, it gave me such a, immense pride to be able to have my friend shine in this role, and I just I I couldn't be happier if for all of them. You know, it's like it's I guess it's like it's a little bit like being a parent. You know, right, so right, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in this case, it is a family affair. I mean, you've got the stepdaughter, you've got your wife, and then these other actors that have felt like family to you. So, and you know, for me, I don't know about you, but as I get older in this business, and Ralph feels the same way, I just don't want, I don't have time for the bullshit of working with people I don't want to spend 12, 10 to 12 hours a day on a set with, you know, you you just don't have the time for it anymore. Um, And And, and they're all a they're all terrific to work with and they're all consummate professionals. And, you know, they really, they, they elevate, you know, they, they take the writing that's in front of them and then they put their spin on it, which elevates it to an even higher place. And that's, that's the biggest hope that you can have as a writer is that your actors are going to elevate the work for you. Oh God, absolutely. I wanted to ask you, Sean, for example, um, in Scott's monologue, did he have any input into the writing you know, Scott actually had a lot of input, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be really uh, uh, honest about this that that a lot of Scott's dialogue in that scene was taken from the book that he wrote. Okay. And, you know, okay. I just I we couldn't have written it better. I mean, and and that, oh, that, sure. You know, Scott was Scott was so good in that because he was speaking about himself. I mean, he was right. he wasn't speaking about a character. He was telling his visceral truth on a cellular level, and, right. and that's why it was so connective and i mean you know of course i just sat back there and didn't say a word well what am i going to say to add to that right, you know he right. just wanted to let let him go and fly you know that's, that's that's i think part of being a good actor is knowing when to shut up shut right. up right right well again i had to, once i looked up scott i then remembered that he had this groundbreaking role on the bold and beautiful is that where you met him yeah. on the bold and beautiful you know something i actually met Scott, my wife reminded me of this. I think I met Scott in Palm Springs at the Steve Chase Awards. But oh, yeah. I knew that he had been on Bold the Beautiful. I don't, I don't remember if I worked. I was working at the same time that his storyline was on. I can't right. remember if we actually worked the same shows. I think we did. I think right. we did. But, but I don't know. But, you know, I just, he's, he's one of the most fearless human beings that I know. And, uh, you know, I, he's just, he's just, he's a terrific actor aside from, you know, he's not just a trans actor. He's a great actor and he's a phenomenal human being. You guys should have him on the show. He's a really interesting. Oh, actor. I absolutely want to have him on the show. I mean, I, you just said the greatest thing. I don't even, I, I understand that for it's important to say trans actor, but honestly, he's just a great actor. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, he really is. Yeah, really I mean, is. you guys he's really it's funny and well. For those of us just joining, we're here with the amazing Sean Kanan talking about his new Amazon Prime series, uh, Studio City, which you can now go and download and stream and binge. And uh, do we, Ralph and I, cannot recommend it enough. And um, please you, do everybody do that now. What else? I you're always you've got. I know right now, of course, we're quarantined, but. Um, when this is all lifted, um, aside from Studio City, are you going back to uh, any of the daytime 
work? Are you are you scheduled to work you know, on? I, uh, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, uh, they know how to find me. No one, <laughs> right. know, no one's calling. So I mean, again, right, right, right. you know, that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons it was like, screw it, I'm going to make my own show. You know, but uh, listen, I I absolutely love playing Deacon Sharp. I say it every time I'm asked. I would uh, I would definitely go back if my schedule permits uh, to go back. I love the people uh, on the show. You know, the show has done so much for my life. It's in 110 countries. It opened up an entire other career for me in Italy. I wound up doing uh, the Italian version of Dancing with the Stars, and I did a film over in Italy, and it's, it's all as a result. And I speak Italian. I, I've been studying Italian now for probably, I don't know, 12 years, and it's all a function of how popular the show is in Italy. So, you know, if they called and there was any way that I could work it out scheduling-wise, I'd be back in a heartbeat. Mm. Well, that's true. You know, a lot of people, don't, I, they don't understand, but Bolder Than the Beautiful is one of the only soaps that really became an international hit. And Italy, you guys are like rock stars there. I mean, yeah, it's, that it's, show it's, it's has just really... Yeah, and so how long have you been um, kind of going back and forth to Italy? Has that been well, a long time? I, 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 lived, I lived there for about a year. Uh, okay. Over the course of two years, I lived there for about a year. Um, my, Michelle and I were married there. We had our honeymoon in uh, Sicily. Um, you know, I, I, I can't count how many times I've gone there. Two, two of my very best friends in the world live there. So I, I really considered a, a, a second home. And uh, I'm, I feel very connected. You know, I'm not Italian. I feel right. such a connection with the Italian people. And, uh, you know, my heart was broken when I saw what they were oh, going through. Devastated. Uh, at the beginning yeah. of this. And, uh, yeah. you know, I just saw something on Twitter today, which made me so happy that people are, you know, starting to get back out into the streets in Milan mm-hmm. and, and life is starting to slowly return to some semblance of the normalcy that it was before because they're, they're, they're wonderful people, Italian people. Oh God. Yeah. Well, ironically, I mean, this is so bizarre, but I just got off the phone this morning with, I was offered a, to do a film in, in Puglia, Puglia, which is down oh, on the Puglia. Puglia, Puglia is way down in the south. Yeah, Beautiful. she told me it was like the the on the stiletto of the hill, you know, of Italy. Yes, it's yes, like right at the exactly bottom. Yeah, and yep. so I, I I'm embarrassed to say I'm one of those Americans that has have not been to Italy. So um, I will now no. get to well, God willing, you know, next year what's happening? Yeah. I'll get to go there to shoot this to shoot this movie but um our hearts go out to them as well yeah they've really been absolutely well tell you, you know if you, if, you, if you decide you're gonna do it let me know and i'll i'll give you a couple italian lessons so you can at least speak a little oh bit. please please do i'm gonna need it for sure, sure. um yeah. well listen buddy i don't know where the time goes listen <laughs> we could talk to you for two for two hours but i am looking forward to staying connected here in uh palm springs and you just I can't say again, congratulations on Studio City. You guys have just done an amazing job. And uh we will so much. I really appreciate it and uh, I look forward to meeting you. And Ralph, thank you for everything guys. You are uh, very welcome, Sean. Do this again at some point. Okay. Okay, buddy. Say hi to Michelle out there. Say hi to Michelle and and to the stepdaughter. Take care. Bye bye. Okay.
Wow, that was the amazing Sean Kanan. Thank you, Ralph. That was an amazing, uh, great interview. Another great – I mean, God, how can we – every time we finish one, one – we can't say one is better than the other. All of them are equally fabulous. I mean, God, this has been so much fun, and everything is so interrelated between Bronx SIU, The Bay, Studio City, After Patrika, Carolyn. Patrika, Carolyn. I mean – the list just goes on and on. So I am grateful for all of this. I think um, it's important. And, you know, well, and I, I, I'm and, saying I'm saying fingers crossed for the Emmy nominations. Like he mentioned, I said, you know, Independent Spirit Awards, Bronx SIU is also nominated. And we we you know, the the ceremony was canceled in April and it's been postponed again. But I, no matter what happens and who gets nominated and who wins or who doesn't. Just let's all keep putting out this quality work. It's just like the um, David Dean Betrayal series that you watched. Um, after Forever. After, after Forever. It's another amazing digital yeah. series. I'm, and yeah, we're going to have them. They're coming on the show. Um, Mitchell Anderson will be our guest. Uh, the first, I believe it's the first Thursday in June. And so yeah, we will. He, yeah. Mitchell is going to join us on June 4th. June 4th, exactly. Yeah, you know, the one thing that your show and the quarantine has allowed me to do is to binge watch these various shows. So for the first time in a while, I feel very – I mean, there's still, I mean, an endless amount to still watch, but I feel very in the know. I feel feel caught up and up to date with things. And no, you can't see everything, but but with what I have seen, I feel caught up. And it's been real quality work. Well, and and in just in closing, you know, this is back to the daytime Emmys. This was the first time when um, none of us associated with daytime got to do any voting. It only was left up to the nighttime primetime Emmy voters. So it's exciting because there's this is the first time that the peers from daytime were not actually voting. It's mm-hmm. it's the not it's the prime time. Um, and so I think the shows that have sort of like us in Studio City that have that very polished, slick, high quality look, um, I think will hopefully fare even better with primetime voters, primetime mm-hmm. enemies. So we shall see. But Ralph, thank you so much as always. And give a big hug and a big kiss to Rose from thank all of you. us. And we will see you back here next Thursday, same place, same time. Everyone be safe as places start to reopen across uh, the, the planet. Just take your precautions, protect yourself. We love you. Peace out. We'll see you next week. Take Bye-bye, care, everybody. planet Earth. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.